I'll ask you this again, just because we didn't talk today. You're still at forty sixty. Yeah, I'm at forty sixty. I'm I'm gonna justify it too. You, I was gonna say you gotta you gotta boost that up to at least fifty fifty. So I think you guys gotta at least a fifty fifty you know, shot. I think I'm leaning fifty fifty, and I might even be leaning more like fifty five forty five to be honest with you. But <laughs> uh, I mean, I I say some things, and I a lot of the times they don't make sense. But I ain't got time to make sense. I'm not here making dollars. So that's true. I ain't that's got true. time to I mean, make it sense. I'm not here making guarantee- dollars. This guy. <laughs> he mean, you did you, you guarantee the Vikings victory? And it was, and then, and and then you said, honestly, Kyle, I'm yeah. more upset that I guaranteed a, a Giants victory this weekend, and you went against me. That's what I'm upset about. Keenan, I, Keenan believed. Keenan believed. I did, did not look, believe. I just. You know, it was hard for me. I don't know. You just never know on a given day what that offense, the Vikings offense, can look like. But Cook, Cousins, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson, obviously, Thielen, Hawkinson. And it was a great game. And, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it and we'll review these weekend games. But, I mean, you know, I don't know why Kirk decided on fourth and eight. Like, it was a regular, like, second down play. He's like, oh, I'm going to check it also, down here. Like- you know, the guy's completely covered. In, yeah, in the coverage, it didn't make sense. Like the guy's right there. What is, what was his thought process? I said I said it. What Kyle was there, I said it instantly. Even if T.J. Hawkinson's close to the line, I don't care. That's a Justin Jefferson ball. I what, yeah. what, that's a, whatever it is. It's a he Justin. He didn't even let the play. He was he didn't even let the play develop either. It was like three steps and out. Like he didn't even. No, I it, don't know what. I don't know if Justin Jefferson, I'm sure he was double covered, but I'm sure there was some avenue he could have thrown the ball, it was especially ju- if he gave it two more seconds. It looked like it was bracket cover. Essentially, pretty much what, I mean, Justin Jefferson had someone pressed on him and had someone over the top, but Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. ran like a flag, essentially. So he ran, it looked like either a corner or a flag, but he was about 12 to 16 yards down the field. We saw what he did against Buffalo with that one-handed catch. You throw it to Justin Jefferson. Yeah. He's the best player on your entire roster, and you, you let him, give him a 50-50 ball. You yeah. let him make a play. A 50-50 yeah. ball is better than a TJ Hawkinson. What is TJ Hawkinson? Shady McCoy? Now he's not going to make someone miss like that in the open field. Like, are you? Yeah, he was completely blanketed. Like, is this Re- mean, oh USC Reggie Bush? This isn't USC yeah, Reggie I'm, Bush. From my take on it, watching the few plays before that, the Vikings got lucky on a couple of them where, like, they just didn't call a holding penalty or Kirk was able to get it out just before he was about to get sacked. I think Kirk was, like, a little shooken by the pressure, and he was thinking, I got to get this ball out, and he didn't have time. That's very like, Kirk Cousins of him. Yeah, I mean, even if the, the pressure, pressure wasn't the there. Coming, but the pressure wasn't, like, yeah, he, he could have held bearing him. on. He, he yeah. definitely had another two or three seconds, or a second and a half, two seconds. And he definitely could have stepped up. Yeah, he could have right, extended yeah. the play. Yeah. But hey, that's why he's Kirk Cousins, right? He's very Kirk Cousins. And it's funny <laughs> that we get Kirk Cousins versus Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones looks like the better QB. That, that's something I would have never said before this season. So. Hey, Brian Dayball. definitely earning himself some, uh, some coin. But oh, he, every, he's getting, every completion, every completion, he's earning himself some coin. And he had to into that. He had some more zeros to his contract for sure. Brian oh, yeah. Dayball. I mean, we saw what he did Coach with Josh year. Allen. Cut those turnovers mm-hmm. down. Added productivity there. Josh Allen's turnovers has gone up since he's left. 
You've got Daniel Jones, who couldn't hold on to a ball prior, and now has only turned it over twice this entire season. That's incredible. Wait, what? That's fumbles and interceptions. Two picks. Sorry, he has five. I don't know about fumbles. He's got two picks. He has five. This guy, Tim. He has five. He has five. Tim, I don't know what we're talking about. He has five. Tim was just a little. He was just a little dyslexic, right there. That's okay, all. I mean, unless he's count, trying to count ones that weren't his fault or something. But he, you buddies, know, I'm maybe I'm thinking this like you know how Instagram just gives you like posts from like six years ago. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's probably what it is. He's got. Like, what it was. He's had 10, two. Daniel Jones. He's thrown two. He's thrown one pick since November 24th, but he's he's got five for the season. There's 15 touchdowns to five picks on the season this year, but yeah. Well, I just want to say welcome to the Warner Brothers podcast. Starting off, we got as you hear, we got an extra voice in here today. Obviously, joined by Kyle, one half of the Warner Brothers, and then we got also Timmy Gray in here today. And say hello, boys. Hello, the legend. I'm here, self-anointed legend. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right, right, Timmy Timmy Gray. Tim, the winner of of the 2022-2023. Garbage Bowl, Tim. Thank you. Thank you. No right. problem. Y'all, uh, are, y'all are in the same fantasy league that I'm trying to break into next year. Yeah, so well, uh, I'm trying to hey, you got my add more. I'm trying to add more chaos to the league. Uh, I just want to give a quick background here. Me and Tim have been chopping it up the last, I'd say, three, maybe four weeks mm-hmm. of the football season. Yep. Uh, yep. We both saw each other at Tim's college. My client goes to school there. Uh, and Tim kind of both recognized each other at the same time. I'm like, I think that's Keenan's friend. And he was like, I think that's Keenan's brother. I think and that's one half enough, of the Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, right? And then soon enough, me and him are doing many podcasts before I do podcasts with Keenan talking about, you know, the final stretch of the football season, into the postseason. He called the Giants win last week. As you I guarantee that. He guaranteed it. Guaranteed the Giants win. Then he said... I'm so confident that they're going to win this weekend. I guarantee they're going to win against the Eagles the following Wait, weekend. hold up. And then I said, how much, well, you know, up. put your money where your mouth is. Where's What's what's the percentage here? And he said 40-60. And I was like, that doesn't really add up to a guarantee, <laughs> but I'll let it go. We'll, we'll let the first weekend go. And uh, now here we are. So, Tim, what's what's the chances here for uh, the Giants to upset the Eagles? Listen. So 40-60? Well, like, what we got? I didn't guarantee a Giants win against the Eagles. I guaranteed it against the Vikings, but I said if they beat the Vikings, they're beating the Eagles too. That, that sounds like a guarantee. It's pretty close to a guarantee, but I'm not saying this is a guaranteed win. And the reason why I put it at 40-60 is because I don't think it's as much as a guarantee. It was 100-0 against the Vikings in my mind. They weren't losing that game. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. Well, you Tim. Bump it up to 50-50. Tim, you don't even have this a coin flip game. You have the majority you have the majority to the Eagles, which makes you yes. think that 
okay, which makes you not Jimmy, confident. Jimmy, Why would you Jimmy, be confident not in the majority? Are you, are you a Marvel fan? You watch Marvel movies? I don't really watch Marvel movies, but please go on. Kyle, what about you? What about you, Kyle? No, you I don't, I don't. Right. Um, my movie game is not as good as it should be, and my Marvel movie game is way behind, so... I I hate to spoil things, but okay. this is like I'm gonna say a scene that I haven't even seen the movie, but I've seen this scene. Right? Okay. <laughs> the Avengers are fighting against Thanos, right? Yeah. And Doctor Strange goes, "I've looked at all the timelines, and seen every single timeline, and seen every time that we've won." And everybody says, "How many times do we win?" And he says, "Only once." They believed there was only one time. That they could win, and they will. Forty percent of the time, the Giants will beat the Vikings or the Eagles this weekend. I'm confident that it will happen, but it's still forty sixty. It, it, I can't move it up. I'm just saying they play this game ten times, six times the Eagles will cook them. Okay, and see, right. I, I'm, not, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with you <laughs> saying. I'm fine with you <laughs> saying. Overall, <laughs> the Eagles are a better team, but like, wait, hold. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, it. but. If this is the week you feel they've got it, then you're going in at least it's 50-50. Well, if this is the week that I think they got it, then I'm going in 100-0. That doesn't make sense to me to okay, go in well, 50 Okay, so they play. If I think they're winning, <laughs> okay, it's so, 100-0. Okay, then that's I'm fine. I'm getting more confused at this conversation. Okay, so that's on. fine, but you know, it should, you know what it <laughs> should be. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, it, you know what it should be, though? It should be about... Uh, I would say four nines. It should be about 56% Giants because they've already played twice this year and they lost both times. So, I mean, it should be about 56% Giants if you're going off of that math of play, playing 10 times. They've already played twice. I just got to ask. I got to ask before we, before we move on. Uh, Tim, why do you know so much about that scene of a movie that you have not even <laughs> seen? You seem to know a lot of detail about this particular it's a, it's a pretty popular scene i think you go on youtube that scene's probably got 50 million hits i'd say it i'm Sorry. i'm guessing over under 50 million <laughs> over under, I, I, I think i'd take the over and you decided to just is that a minus four, 140 like is it like is that did you did you hear did you hear about this scene was like i gotta watch it or did you stumble upon it like what led you to this one scene it was movie? probably that i just saw it on tiktok right because on tiktok gotcha. they'll just upload entire movies but they do it in like 87 different tiktoks <laughs> and it's like this is part 39 and it was probably just like i got that rogue scene to come across and then it got ingrained in my brain and then you somehow related that to a Giants Eagles NFC division mm-hmm. round. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I hey man, I'm just saying. Before, if you would ask me five weeks ago what the Giants season looks like, I'm saying they missed the playoffs by two games. But See, here we that's, are. That's exactly and what I was. And I'm as confident as I've ever been that they can win this weekend. And I think they can put a scare on the 49ers for sure. I don't think the Cowboys beat the 49ers. Uh, spoiler alert. Hate to spoil, but... Well, well do y'all... You guys want to review the games from last weekend, and then we can get into next weekend's game, I, I got a few questions after, but... Cool. You guys, start wherever you guys want to start. Reverse order, you guys want to go Cowboys Bucks first? Alright, I got to... I'm just going to come out and say it. Brandon Staley, that can't happen. Justin Herbert, that can't happen. You guys didn't turn the ball over one time. 
Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, I think, started the game four, five of eighteen with four picks, four of them, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then he ended the game. He ended the game with his last five drives of the game: passing touchdown, passing touchdown, passing touchdown, game-winning field goal. That's fine if Trevor Lawrence gets it rolling. That's okay. You can't muster up anything after twenty-seven. That's didn't a problem. They also, didn't they also go for two? Yeah, to put them into yeah okay being so they went the so it was 30 to 14 because they, they were down or 27 14 so it was, sorry it was they had scored made it a 16 point game um and then they tried to go they tried to go for two but they didn't get the two so then when they got the next touchdown they went for two anyway so they would so it got to um right so it ended Even. up getting it to 28 or they were down to so 28 20 or 28-30, and then they won 31-30. Yes. to 30. Yeah, so it was they got it to 30-14, to 14, tried to go for two, they didn't get it, and then they kept scoring okay. touchdowns after that. that. Yeah, that's a problem. It's a problem. Personally, though, watching that game, I, I honestly put this a little bit more on Brandon Staley's shoulders fine. than Justin Herbert. I, I agree, Justin but fine. Justin Herbert didn't, like, he didn't play a bad second half. They just don't have a deep threat when Mike Williams isn't on the field. Like he didn't, he did. I think the best that he could with the people he had. There were also plenty of plays that Austin Eckler was on the sideline when he should be in there. Like I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand Staley playing all their starters in a useless game that doesn't matter. The last week of the season, yeah, that, and that getting was stupid. Hurt. That Mike Williams, yeah, should not that's have even been hurt for that game. On. Is I think Mike Williams affects this game to where the Chargers score 37, 38 points, not 31 or 30. That's a. I see where you're going with that team, and that's good in theory, but uh, they were up 27 0 with a plus five, plus five turnover differential because they had that yeah. play off that helmet. That pump. Uh, I will say, I mean, if you're going to give a cousin to this game, right, like uh, what's the parallel to it? It would be the Chiefs-Colts game where Andrew Luck gets the comeback and uh, the famous play from that's the fumble that he recovered and then dove into the end zone, right? Y'all remember that game? Yes, the, they were down, the uh, Colts were down 28. Yeah. Because he like, uh, caught the fumble mid-stride. Like in the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was a wild game just because of all the chaos. Like, Jamal Charles goes down early. And it was just chaotic things happening. This one was a terrible start for the Jags. Okay. Then, you know, like I said, the whole pump return thing happens off the helmet. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. Five turnovers in the first half, right? Mm-hmm. They get that touchdown at the end of the first half. You can kind of see at least there's a door for there to be a 27-14 game. I text Kian knows this. I text my boy Brandon Petty, who was at the game, who's a big Jags fan. And I'm like, hey man, that was good to get a score at the end of the half. And he's like, Yeah, I still don't feel good about it. They get the ball to start the second half, being the Chargers. So that's how Jags fans are feeling, which is, you know, completely valid. They get the stop, they do score, you know, it ends up being 27 14, blah, blah, blah. From there on, because I'll shoot them some bail at 27 7. From there on, when you're up 27 14, hand the ball to Eckler or whoever, and just, I don't care if he runs into the offensive line and back. You've got to run every play down to one second. Do the Matt Patricia playbook. Run into the offensive lineman's back, screens, 
get the hell out of there. That's all you need. You like you said, you're already down Mike Williams. Don't get anyone else hurt. You're up twenty-seven to seven, and now twenty-seven to fourteen. Now there's a risk at them coming back as a two-score game against a good offense. This is an offensive team. You've got to protect, and they did the opposite of that. Like you said, Eckler was on the sidelines a lot. Uh, who's been their most explosive offensive player throughout the whole entire season? And you get what you get when you do that. Like, there's this common sense of football to time management in any sport, and they did not execute. Like, literally, I there's so many plays that were 16 seconds left on a play clock. Run it down to two. You know what I mean? Just that difference right there probably secures you a better chance at the win, maybe not a win. But for them to get 27 and then end with 30 in the game, that's – you're going blame high. I'm going 60-40, 60 to Staley. And Herbert's got to take some of that, even if it's just taking the play clock down to two seconds, one second. You know what I mean? So that's where I stand with it. I don't. That's a good analysis. I don't. I, I don't I disagree. Do. I don't disagree with that at all. Like, I, I I understand that this is not just like a oh my gosh, this is the worst moment for Herbert he could possibly have had because he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't really choke it away but I was gonna say but what they did what they did was they tried not to win the game I was gonna say it reminded exactly. me it reminded me a lot of uh, New England Atlanta in the Super Bowl I understand that uh, New England got the one turnover that they needed they did get that but there was just like a lot of play Matt Ryan didn't play a bad game he took a bad sack and that was a fumble that wasn't picked up by that wasn't even his fault like obviously you got to hold on to the ball there, but when you got your blind side not protected because your running back just can't pick up a block like he's supposed to, that's gonna happen. But Matt Ryan didn't play a bad game at all. Like he didn't and play they a bad also second. Didn't they didn't sit on the ball either. They, they yeah, were no, and that's what that's right. why that's why it reminded me of that game. Like they didn't sit on the ball. They really didn't turn the ball over. They didn't really make too many like fully make just boneheaded mistakes. They just they didn't work the play clock well. Their play calling wasn't great, and they gave New England chances. That's what the Chargers just did. They, the play calling wasn't great. Time management wasn't great. They did miss the field goal, which kind of hurts. Which would have hurt. Which would have helped them. So the Jags had to score a touchdown. But the way they were moving the ball, they might have even gotten to a touchdown anyways. So it, that's what it reminded me of more so that Falcons game, just because. The parallels weren't like, oh my gosh, you just saw this team turn the ball over, make monumental mistakes, boneheaded plays. It was just really bad play calling and bad coaching, which is why you put it on Staley, but still Herbert gets the ball every single play on offense. He's got to be able to control the offense a little bit more, so some of the culpability has to go on his head. i got to say I'm very interested because clearly they're not going to fire Staley. They mm. got rid of the... QB coach and the offensive coordinator, which yeah. I think every Chargers fan was happy with. Like nobody loved what Lombardi was doing with Herbert. So I'm interested who they bring in as their OC. Yeah. Uh, but just keeping Staley there, me personally, I would fire him. I mean, he's I think he's a I want to say above average NFL coach, but he's gotten winning seasons out of the Chargers, right? But boneheaded plays, like they could have went to the super uh, the playoffs. Excuse me, last year. Had they just tied with the Raiders, and he, you know, had terrible clock management there. As Timmy brought up, he plays Mike Williams. Everybody he plays the whole starters because seven Jeopardy last week, and then just could not put away a twenty-seven to zero head start. Like that's 
that's a fireable offense if I've ever heard one. But he's going to be back, and he'll probably be better, especially if they do get a nice OC in there who can, you know, take advantage of Herbert's strengths. But I don't know. I think that situation is very interesting because I think he's a negative as a head coach. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back from this next year for sure. It's going to be interesting to see how they move forward with Staley. Staley's going to have – he's not going to be on the hottest of hot seats, but he's definitely going to be – his seat's definitely going to be more than lukewarm. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely – I mean, I can't imagine unless they get to the AFC Championship game next year and it's like a field bowl game, I can't imagine he's back after that's just me though, but – you know, I've never been a Staley guy either. So, Tim, any final thoughts on the Jags and Chargers? Uh, I'm surprised by the Jags, uh, and I think I'm a little bit more confident in them putting the fight this weekend with that. For sure. For sure. Uh, personally, I think I think Staley should be fired right now. I think I don't understand that coming into that game, all the reports were it's a belief that Staley's coaching for his job right now. And then he loses in epic fashion. And they're like, you know what? We're going to keep him. Why not? So I, I don't get it. Um, I've never really been a fan of Staley, especially last year. Um, with that whole playoff debacle. So, yeah. Okay. I, I agree he should be gone. I don't say I, I don't disagree with that. Y'all want to do the uh, early Saturday game, Seahawks, Niners? Oh, yeah. Um, so, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy looks excellent. Uh, I understand that he's a rookie quarterback, and I understand that no rookie quarterback has ever gone to the Super Bowl. This team's about 52 through 53. Otherwise, I take the quarterback out of it. They've got the best roster in football. Their star, Debo had a buck 33 and a touchdown. McCaffrey had like 136 all-purpose with a touchdown. George Kittle didn't even have to have that great of a game. This team looks this team looks great. And if Brock Purdy's playing like he has been, like he can go toe to toe with most quarterbacks in the league right now. He's he's been playing very very good. You saw the jitters in the beginning of the game, but first playoff game ever. Of course, you're gonna have some jitters. I mean, I mean, we obviously saw how Trevor Lawrence was. He's played in the national championship game. He's been in big spots before. He's got jitters. Herbert looked decent, but obviously Herbert missed a few throws early, but he didn't really have to do much because of where he got the ball. So, honestly, I love how the 49ers are looking. They are a scary, scary bunch. Definitely the most talented roster. Tim, what you got? Um... You know, it's hard for me to say this because, especially after listening to the uh, podcast last week, <clears throat> Kyle pointed out that I'm not the biggest. I wouldn't say I'm a, a Brock Purdy hater, but I'm definitely not. I'm not all in on Brock Purdy right now. I think their roster is completely loaded, so it makes him look a lot better than he has to be. Um, sure. I'm surprised with how the Seahawks started out that game. I didn't expect 23 points out of them. I didn't expect them to be within one score at halftime. Um, but the 49ers proved that they are literally the best second-half team in the last, I don't know how many years. They make adjustments and do not let the offense even play a second half. So I I don't know what team is going to beat them this year, and it's I think it's going to take a Super Bowl to do it. So I I, I don't know. It, it all does rely on Brock Purdy 
I think he's next week um, is the real, the real truth. Uh, we'll see. I think if he plays well next week against the Cowboys, who are a very legit defense, then then I think I'll give you the credit that he's he's there. He's been playing very well statistically. He's great. Absolutely. Um, and I see some throws that he makes that I'm like. Yeah, that looks like a good throw. But then I see a ton of other throws that are like, okay, that wasn't very hard. But mm-hmm. that guy is so good, he just took it 40 yards, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he gets that credit, so. It's a very QB-friendly offense. Um, exactly. I agree with a lot of the points you both of you are making. Uh, like, last game kind of symbolizes why I love the playoffs so much, right? Because – We've got, and I'll kind of allude to this later on with the, the Giants-Eagles, right? So it's their third matchup. We have three divisional games this weekend, actually. So it was everyone's third matchup, and you just saw how that was. They were all competitive games. Like, don't let the final scores fool you about Seahawks-Niners. This is a close game 70% of the way. Like, mm-hmm. Seahawks were going toe-to-toe with them. Uh, they're driving. They're at least going to get a field goal to make it, I believe, 20-23. My memory could be wrong there. And that's where Geno fumbles, right? Yeah. Niners go down and score. I believe the Seahawks are probably down 10 now. I believe, yes. And then they throw a kick. And then Debo gets that long touchdown, right? Yeah. There, the pressure's relieved of Purdy. I do wonder, like, if Geno, again, you know, Pete Carroll, it's a young team, but Pete Carroll's a seasoned coach, right? Especially in the postseason. Yeah. He's known to pull out some tricks. I do wonder if Geno, I mean, it's kind of a moot point now, but Geno makes that 2023 or maybe they get a touchdown there on third and long. Who knows, right? I do wonder what Purdy looks like in real situations. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you need a yeah. score here, whether it's a middle, whether it's a touchdown. So I was looking forward to that. And, again, the final score looks like it was a blowout because it was, but the game was competitive 70 to 73% of the way, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so – yeah, I I agree with you, Tim. They got the Cowboys this week with a hellacious pass rush, right? Uh, as QB friendly of, of an offense as you can get, it's all built on guards after catch. Purdy's going to get his looks, and uh, he had a few horrid throws in the first half last week, right? He's had a lot of that in his starts in the regular season, too, where he just gets away with these throws that look like they're going to be picks, and they're not. He also has some amazing throws where you're like, damn. I don't know if Jimmy G can do that. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely starter caliber to it in, in there regardless. But I agree with you. Uh, put his feet to the fire. If it's 23-17 Cowboys with six minutes left, you know, I, I really want to see what that looks like. You know what I mean? What's it going to be with him? We'll I agree. I'd, lo- I'd love to see what it looks like. I do, from what I've seen so far, I do have confidence that he – has the ability to get it done. We'll see if he does, obviously. But I do I I love what I see. Yet to see it. He's been he's I like Kirk and I think he's got a lot of ability, but we yet to see Oh of course. And you uh, until you see like it, you don't behind. know. We yet to see him in real pressure situations. But a divisional game at home, uh, a legacy kind of game, you know what I mean? Niners, Cowboys, they got a real classic rivalry. You know, of we course. haven't seen that in a big spot in a while, but yeah, I mean, whether it's a blowout either way or if it's a close game, I believe it'll be a close game. But either way, it'll be a story game no matter the outcome yep. because of the stakes and the yes. two franchises. So I'm very much looking forward to it. 
Uh, yeah, I wish that Seahawks could have put a little more pressure on them, but I thought, you know, top to bottom, actually, aside from the Cowboys-Bucks game, I think we got five for sure very entertaining games, and that Bucks-Cowboys game was pretty much a suit's fest, but yeah. the other five was Saturday and Sunday. Su- some very surprising games. Like, yeah. The fact that Miami was able to stick with Buffalo, and then let's, obviously let's right that. Well. Miami, Buffalo. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, that, without the defense, that game did blow out. Like if Miami doesn't get those picks, two picks, like in important drives, and that mm-hmm. touchdown, then that would have been a twenty-point game. I think so. At least I agree with you. And I know a lot of and people. They'll I mean, oh, go on to him. Sorry. I was just going to say, Skyler didn't play ferocious. He definitely didn't do a lot to win. Um, Is ferocious a word? Yes. You make me. Are you desperate? Are you you saying so there's ferocious and atrocious? Ferocious. I hope so. I hope so. Because, I mean, you know, that could be some coin for you. Because ferocious does sound like it could be something. Like, I knew what you were saying. I just never heard it before. Okay. It's important. Okay. It's about Urban Dictionary. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it counts all around. Ferocious. Okay. Uh, all right, keep, keep going. I'm going to look up for writing Frighteningly bad. That's what it says. Hmm. I don't know. I love it. I love it. New word. He, didn't, he definitely didn't, like, toss them. Well, he, I mean, maybe toss them the game. With that fourth and one, and then getting a delay of the game, but um, yeah, he—I I just don't get Teddy Bridgewater. I had talked to Kyle about this. Tua gets how many concussions this year? Three, right? It's yeah. completely fine for him to take the next six weeks of the regular season off next year. I would be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, you know, take as much time as he needs. Of course, mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater hurt his pinky. And he was like, nah, I can't play. Can't do it. Nope. I'm going to shoot Bridgewater. I'm going to shoot Bridgewater. What made that game interesting? I agree with you. I'm going to shoot Bridgewater some bail. He injured that finger in the past game, and he was trying his hardest to get back into that game. So I I must have been pretty bad for it to hold him out. I'm a Teddy guy, so maybe I'm just shooting him too much bail. I'm going to guess if it was truly throwable, like his hand, I'm going to guess that he would have been in it. But. That's just, who knows if that's true. Maybe he was just being too much of a pussy and did not want to play. I'm going to shoot some bail, though, and say he wanted to be in there. And uh, maybe maybe that pinky was, like, ridic- ridiculously dislocated. And uh, It better have been, like, off. It yeah, maybe it was, like, hanging off his own off. hand. You know what I mean? Maybe he had four and a half fingers. I don't know. <laughs> and that, that, that also, like, begs the question, if Skyler got hurt, who was the next option? Mike McDaniel. Oh, that's right. They signed him. You mean Esteban? <laughs> yeah. Yo, did you, so this is my favorite thing. I didn't even see this. I didn't see it till I believe, last night or the night before. He was vaping on the sideline. Oh, yeah. man. And I'm hoping it was a weed vape because that would just be like... It looked like a jewel. It did look yeah. like a jewel. And he's like, I looked it up. I'm like, All right, the dude looks like he's 25, but like, is he at least mid-30s? Like... He's 39, going on 40, but he looks 25. Like, if he was actually 25 and had a jewel on the sideline, that would be a perfect meeting. But it's 
perfect anyway. Like, that's the funniest shit I've seen in a while. I laughed for like 10 minutes straight at him being on the sideline. <laughs> I'm going to keep it in my mind that he had a weed vape, but it might have been a jewel. I hope someone asked him. Someone Has anyone asked him about this? I haven't even seen this covered. I've seen it on Twitter. I, I don't know, to be completely honest with you, because this is honestly the first I've ever heard about this. I did See, not I feel know like that's was really? I feel like this is a perfect story for ESPN and Fox Sports to blow out proportion. Because that's a story I want to hear about. Mike, what were you baking on the sideline? Is what it, strain was it? It's, <laughs> which, it's <laughs> not against... Is it against the rules to vape in a stadium? I don't know. I, I, I understand it's like completely unprofessional to do that, but like... I don't know if it's, like, technically against the rules. It it probably is. I don't really know, though. I I have absolutely no idea. I get it. It's a pretty stressful situation. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get a a bait real quick. Uh, He's like, come on. Send Larry to the locker room to get it. Please, please. Especially if that'd be great. Yeah, imagine, like, just send someone back. Oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy's vaping on the sideline. I hope that was a situation. Like maybe he's been doing it all season and we just caught on now. But I do hope that it was just too stressful for him. He's like, fuck it, I need a vape. Someone <laughs> send one of his assistants back there with water water bottle. You know what hit right now? A mango jewel pod. <laughs> yeah, Wait, right. and uh, if it's a mango jewel pod, then he had to go to Canada <laughs> to get those. Like so he was though so this guy was planning for it. This guy wasn't just <laughs> He had it flown in at halftime. I was He's like, say, I know I'm going to need this. <laughs> okay, he cool. took it. Uh, actually, I mean, he is in Buffalo, so it could be done. True. It's like right there, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it could be done. He could get That's that true. by half. He is in so Buffalo. You can't get, not that I'm interested because I don't, I don't vape, but you can't get flavored jewels in the U.S. I mean, it depends on what you mean by flavor. Um, but yeah, they've banned like all the. The addicting flavors, at least. Oh, no all the cool flavors, Dave. They're no longer. Yeah, all the cool kids. Yeah, uh, interesting. Just switch to disposables. Any, I don't understand it, but yeah. So let me ask you all this. All right. So that was what the final score was: thirty-four, thirty-one. Yep. Do you guys think that was? I mean, it was a weird game anyway. Like, like Tim said, they only are in that game because, you know what. Was it interception that started it with Josh Allen? I was it was a it was a fumble. He fumbled fumble. at the uh, he fumbled pretty much at the goal line, then they recovered it and returned it for a touchdown. What I was gonna say, uh, you ask yeah. your question because it might be what I was gonna say already. I was just gonna ask. I'm gonna let you go first, and then then I'll ask. <sighs> Is Josh Allen a little bit of a problem? Let me ask. Let me ask. It does go with what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, was this pretty much in line with Keenan? Was this a just a matter of divisional games are crazy anyway? Divisional games are like playoff games in the regular season anyway. You have a third one to that. Uh, Was this just another crazy divisional game extension of that, as we saw in the Ravens and uh, Bengals game and even in the Seahawks and Niners? Or was this should we be alarmed by the Bills for even keeping the, the Dolphins in this game? Or was it simply just a third divisional game that got crazy? Okay, so I think it's a mixture of uh, the divisional game getting crazy and a problem that we need to go moving forward. So, obviously, the Dolphins scored 
31. They really scored 24 because they had a defensive touchdown. And I think that in a, the reason why they got to 24 was the same reason why the Ravens almost got to 24. They scored 17, obviously. Then the um, fumble at the one-yard line. We'll get to that game a little later. But I think the fact that a Skylar Thompson-led team got 24 was you know that team – they you kind of have the you understand what works to get them against them you what doesn't work against them you can play hard with them and you kind of understand you understand it's a divisional matchup so i think in certain aspects how the dolphins got to 31 was a little bit of that i also think that the bills should have hung 50 on them but josh allen threw two picks fumbled the ball he is he has been the most turnover prone quarterback in the league he came into the league being turnover prone and not the most accurate. Josh Allen has about two plays per game where you look at it and you're like, that might have been the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like that throw up the sideline, he dropped in a dime. Like you you just has those plays where you're like, oh my goodness. Like the Josh Allen is the best QB in the league. And then you have other plays where you're like, what are you doing, Josh? Like, if you go back to his first playoff game, the, it really is Joshua. The lateral he had um, to almost end the game in his first ever playoff game, you're like, what are you, Josh? Like, Josh, what, what are you like, doing? That's when I thought there was no chance this guy was going to be yeah, and anything. He, and he's been, he was super chaotic. And I was going to say, and he, that's what he, he reverts back to that. Like, he is, he keeps doing stuff. Things like that that honestly could are gonna cost him at some point. Tim, before you go, I just want to say uh, that on the Keenan's point, I don't know if you said this. My apologies if you did, but thirty uh, interceptions slash fumbles going into this game for Josh Allen. So thirty turnovers going into this wild yeah. card weekend. I was gonna say Allen, I didn't so. I didn't say the numbers, but yes, he is leading. I was gonna say as of he's leading the league in in turnovers as obviously as a quarterback, which means as everybody, he's leading the league in turnovers when you count fumbles and interceptions. Matt Ryan's the next closest and then Justin Field. Tim, where you at? Uh, um, He's just nervous. I would say it's a little bit more of like the divisional, you know, it is the Dolphins. So like, if any team is going to do it, it's going to be the Dolphins probably in this playoff run, at least. Um, I do he think. I mean, I think if two is in that game, they win. Mm. If they play like that, I think two wins that game. I think so, if Teddy Bridgewater's in that game, they win. If I'm going yeah, to be, compl- be completely honest, because I think Teddy given. If everything played out exactly the same. Yeah, I just, because I just think, I mean, obviously the game would probably have played out differently, so you can't just specifically say it about that. But, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater's going to have a better, they're not going to have four false starts, I don't believe, with Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think they're going to not understand the play clock multiple times and make a fourth and one, a fourth and six. Like, cause that's they could have won that. Too, that is on coaching too. That's on, that's on Mike McDaniel as well. But like, you got to get in and out and get those plays out. I've never seen that many delay of games or near delay of games. And I mean, granted, Buffalo is a very tough place to play. Of course. So it's probably extremely loud in there. Oh, of course. Was. But I mean, Skyler Thompson had been in enough times. He ended the season with them, obviously. But same situation early on when Tua got 
a concussion. Bridgewater mm-hmm. came in, got injured. I think he was concussed. So Scott Thompson's been in enough. Granted, that's still your third string. But I've never seen it that much where they either nearly or did get penalized for delay of game. It was unbelievable. But, yeah. Craziness all around. Back yeah, to you, my fault. I do think Josh Allen is a problem as much as he is, like Keenan said, like he has a lot of those plays where you're just like, yeah, no other quarterback's going to do that. Like that's a Josh Allen play. Um, He also has those plays that can very well cost them. And I think personally, I think it probably will cost them in the playoffs this year. Um, But I could also see in my mind, they go into, well, they have a home game against Cincy and I can see them winning 30 to two. If they had to, like it, it wouldn't really surprise Safety. me if they do. Yeah, right. The only score, defensive. Um, I know what your I know what your point is, Timmy. But if they won thirty yeah. to two against Cincinnati, I think that would be the wildest of all a, things. I think that's a score origami. I have to say it has to be. That probably would be a score origami. Good shout out yeah. to score origami, by the way. I actually haven't keep their account in a little while. Uh, let's go to Ravens Bengals because we do got to do the Monday night game. Uh, did Ken, did we get any of us talking about Giants Vikings or should we go back to that as well? Uh, we could talk a little bit of Giants Vikings, but we did talk about it a little bit. We can just briefly let's, yeah. let's do Ravens Bengals now with the Monday night game, then we'll end with uh, Giants Vikings. All right, sounds good to me. So uh, I'll just kind of lay it out there. Uh, what was the score at the time of the fumble? Seventeen, 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 17-17. all. I believe on the one yard. On the, yeah, it was, I think it might have even been two. It was a long sneak. Yeah. Uh, it was an atrocious QB sneak. Hotly fumbles. <laughs> Fumble six, 98 yards. Bengals get it. I really do think, man, if the Ravens score there, they were getting a burrow easily, especially on third down. Like anytime you drop back on third down, it was a third and long. It seemed like the Ravens were either getting to him or bothering him. And look, Another crazy divisional game, Ravens Bengals. It was going to be an ugly game anyway. Uh, nobody gave Burrow problems like the Ravens defense had this year by far. And they probably it's probably because last year Burrow decided to throw for almost a thousand yards in two games on them. <laughs> so they're, they they obviously and they're they're becoming not the class of the AFC North, but the most feared team in the AFC North. So that's the Ravens' sure. number they, one rival right now. Obviously, the Steelers are their number one rival, but their number one problem, I should say. Sure, sure, yeah. The Bengals certainly have the most talent in that division. And uh, look, the Ravens put the fear of God into them, and they could have driven the fear of God into them had they scored there. Uh, you know, Dobbins is very vocal about not getting the ball. Uh, and then their, their clock management still down seven at the end of the game. I'm on your... Been here every week talking about how great the coach John Harbaugh is, and they got a first down, I believe, inside between the forty and thirty. It was around that range, mm-hmm. and they let probably what forty seconds click off the clock with their backup quarterback, and then they went from a minute ten to thirty seconds. Oh my god, I was losing my fucking mind watching that. <laughs> like losing my mind, and then of course they get a holding call before you know it's third and twenty, and then fourth and twenty. You're giving your backup no chance. I believe they had two timeouts there, too. They should have absolutely used it. Uh, that was atrocious by John Harbaugh. Or ferocious, as Tim said. Yeah. Was, I mean, I couldn't believe it. You don't see that from a coach of his stature often, I guess you could say. And uh, 
you know, if that's Lamar, that's one thing. If that's your starter who has a strong handle on the offense, but you got to give Huntley every single chance he can there because he played a good game. That's the best game he played regular season or postseason uh, over the course of this season, you know? So you got to roll with it, and he did not put him in the best position, especially in that last two minutes there. Mm-hmm. And the drive where they were moving the ball. And uh, I just really wonder. I, I wanted for chaos state for the Ravens to win, just to see uh, the whole Lamar circus again going into this week. Obviously, we'll never know. We'll, you know, maybe we'll touch on Lamar a little bit later. But uh, I thought that was a fascinating game. I really do. And you know, kind of like I kind of have the same question as this game. Like, should I be worried about the Bengals, especially now they lose their left tackle to a dislocated knee, so they're down both tackles in a car. Born into this Buffalo game. Buffalo didn't really inspire anything, like you said, for, you know, keeping the Dolphins and Skylar Thompson around. Uh, I don't think it was a great performance by either winning teams. But again, should I chalk this up to bad Bengals or, you know, questionable Bengals, especially with the tackles being out? Or should I attribute it to, uh, you know, the matchup and the Ravens already being a tough matchup for them, regardless if it's Lamar, regardless of, you know, if it's Huntley? What should I so I think with this one a little of both as well I don't think so I don't think play wise you should be worried about the Bengals I think that the Ravens again Even down three starting line no no okay no because so there's two things um that's a different thing I don't think the play wise of them in that game should be concerning Burrow didn't turn the ball over they didn't run the ball particularly well that's something to be concerned about because of the fact that there were the three offensive linemen down. I think that is a concern. I think that's definitely a concern because teams will be able to get to the quarterback quicker than they were able to before. Or get to the um, Joe Burrow quicker than they were able to before because that line was definitely gelling. I don't think, I think the, how close the game was with the ta- with the lack of offensive talent that the Ravens have at the moment because of the fact that Lamar's down and they don't really have the greatest receiving core. I think the fact that how close the game was, that comes down to that being an AFC matchup and the Ravens have post problems for them. So moving forward this coming week, obviously Von Miller being out is he's been out obviously, but Von Miller being out is definitely a problem for the Bills because they don't have that elite pass rusher to really abuse the fact that their tackles are out, but they may not need it. So going, so it's going to be interesting to see how much time Burrow has. If Burrow's able to get time, I think that the Bills secondary can be had. But it's going to, so that the front four, the battle of the trenches is really going to decide this game moving forward. So I think again, it's a little bit of both in the first one. I think Josh Allen's turnover problem is an issue, and I think with the Bengals, it's more so an injury problem with the offensive line. Tim, what say you? Kimmy Turner, where you at? Um, I just want to point out that earlier in the season, the Bengals have looked pretty good all season. Um, but earlier in the season, they played the Browns, and the Browns beat them up. They were just the Monday night game. Yeah. And after that game, nobody said, oh, my God, is this it for the Bengals? Do you guys think the Bengals are, you know, falling apart here? I think this was mainly a divisional game 
think Harbaugh knew exactly what he had to do to make it interesting, and they did. I still have good confidence in the Bengals going forward. Um, a little less now that they're injured, their lines beat up, but um, I still think it's going to be a very, very good game against the Bills. 100%. Okay. Let's, uh, let's go quickly. Let's go Giants, Vikings, and then we'll do the Monday night. I doubt we'll have too much to say about Monday night. Uh, but Giants, Vikings, we started. I'm sure we caught some of it in the beginning of us chopping it up. Uh, Timmy, you called the win. Um, it was a great game. It really was a good game. We all knew it was going to be a good game. You know, I thought it was going to be the most chaotic game of the weekend. That turned out to be Jack's Chargers. But you have to like what you saw to Daniel Jones. You yeah. have to like what you saw to Saquon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this defense, they've got, especially on the front seven, they got the ability, maybe not the linebackers as much, but they got the ability to rush the passer. Uh, yeah. Wayne Farndale, he loves the blitz. So, I mean, we'll see plenty of that this weekend as well. But I don't know how you're not feeling more confident. And maybe we'll I'll, we'll talk about this more when we talk specifically about Jack's Eagles. But, man, they look the part. They look the part. You know what I mean? And I, we're, with the Vikings, it came down to Cousins being Kirk Cousins and checking down. They very much look the part as well, aside from that. But, I mean, for Daniel Jones to go into Minnesota, complete passes, down the field, I mean, shit, they would have won it on that third and 15 if it wasn't for the drop that led to the final drive. Yeah, so, that's true. Daniel Jones Big was, play I mean, Slay dropped was, one. Yeah, I thought, I think Daniel Jones has looked far better than what I could ever imagine these last five, six weeks of the season, including the playoffs. He's, he's looked much better than I anticipated. And a part of that is their health, but... I mean, disappointing game from Justin Jefferson on the Viking side. Kirk Cousins played an okay game aside from, you know, no shutdown. But uh, Hawkinson was definitely keying them up. What was y'all takeaway from this game? I think they got to target Justin Jefferson a little more and get him on. I think you need to get him in better routes, possibly. Uh, Kirk Cousins definitely was. He was solid. Wasn't great, wasn't terrible, but he definitely had a solid game. Obviously, you most notably, as we talked about a little bit before, was that really play at the end. But he played a pretty good game throughout the game. It wasn't like yeah. on him or anything. So I don't not that he played bad at all. It was a very a very good game from Kirk. He played fine. He it was, no, was going to say, say they. I thought it really did come down to that one play. Thirty four for forty eight, two ninety nine, three touchdowns. Yeah, I was going to say he played a definitely played a good game. No, no, I mean the, this was just a good football game. They came down yeah. to a couple plays at the end. It wasn't like a, oh my gosh, how did the Vikings like? My fault. I was looking at my fault. That was the December twenty fourth game, so that was uh, <laughs> that was fudging his stats a little bit. But he his stats were nine percent completion, two seventy three and two this weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say he played a good game. It was not like I, I hope it didn't sound like he de- like he played a good game. It's definitely not the problem as, as to why they lost at all. So it's just. He just Kirk Cousined it up. On he that he just I was gonna say he <laughs> just sure. did what Kirk Cousins does. Like that's just essentially how it went, and that's how, and that's why the no one ever really took the Vikings like too too serious. Like obviously they thought okay, the Vikings were a problem. They could they could be tough for teams. They if they get home field, their crowds good, but 
you you didn't see really anyone say media wise we didn't have it at all we no one really felt like they were going to go to the Super Bowl. No, or go, I did like, say oh, last week I could see them in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I, I didn't say that. And I, he, he did say that, and I did, and I doesn't say I did not say that. I do not. I could not was, see them out of the divisional. Out their talent, and we had seen them go toe to toe with contenders this year. We had seen <clears> them come back from adversity this year. They beat the Bills. Uh, yeah, they beat the Bills, and uh, you know another game. Kirk Josh Allen from the that's really all I can say is Kirk Cousins for the Nake. Do you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> shit, if he forces it, we'll never know because, you know, the choice he made was to go to the most generic read he had there. And that's looked like a four-yard out to Hawkinson who was completely covered. That would know? have been a great third uh, down play. Okay, you don't have it. Let me check it down to get to get a couple exactly. yards for fourth down. Exactly. And that's what, that's what kind of carried them through this year because their defense was atrocious. Yeah. They got carried by their talent of, you know, Cook didn't have the greatest year, but, you know, he can always break one. Jefferson was phenomenal this year. Cousins had a damn good year. So, I mean, you got Thielen, you got Hawkinson, too, who's been one of his favorite targets. There was explosion to be had there on offense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there was potential there. And when you got a four-game setup, anything can happen. We've seen that with Flacco. We've seen that with the Giants time and time again. We've seen it happen. We saw it last year with the Bengals. Nobody picked them go anywhere. So, no, no, but I mean, no one. It was not, a close game. This it was a close game this year. No, your average person's not going to pick them. But could I have seen it? Well, I would not have been surprised if you know we got to Championship Sunday, AFC NFC Championship Sunday. Would not have been surprised to see the Vikings there at all. No. See, personally, that, personally, that I would have been surprised because I mean the same way I was surprised to see the Bengals there. I would have been surprised because they lost the Maybe Eagles so already. They lost to the Cowboys already. They weren't going to beat the 49ers, in my humble opinion. And maybe the, not, maybe not, but they certainly have the talent to do so. It's my, you know, it's not offensively, yes, defensively, they were terrible, which is, I right. think, another problem I'm, because all both teams, most of the teams left are really both sided. Absolutely, absolutely. No, they're terrible on defense, but we've seen time and time again the postseason, the new season, we've seen terrible defensive teams be able to create turnovers. And, uh, I mean, shit, that game, came, like you said. Came down to the last drive, you know what I mean? That very well could have ended in a Vikings touchdown. It did not, you know what I mean? But uh, that's the crazy part about it. It wasn't because of a crazy blitz from the Giants like you normally see on fourth down, especially against Cousins who subsequently was a blitz. It was just a decision made by him there. So that's the weird part about it. Both teams went toe-to-toe with one another. You know, I don't think the Vikings came out of this frauds by any means, but, you know, They'll be an interesting team to watch as the years go by because I think Kirk Cousins is a bet. Jefferson's probably the best receiver in the league. Uh, you know, still got Dalvin Cook. You improve on that defense. You know, who knows? You know, you obviously get the Lions coming. Who knows what the Packers will do? The Bears are still a few years away, but I don't know. I don't think there were definitely some pretender to them for sure, especially with the point differential. But I, I truly would not have been surprised to see them on Championship Sunday. That's just me, though. Yeah, I, was like, I personally would have, but Tim, what say you about the game? The resident Giants fan. I mean, I'm not surprised by any of it. I, I told you what was going to happen. You guaranteed it. You did guarantee it. I literally told, I told Kyle that we would be up by 14 at some point. We weren't, but we were up by two scores for a good portion of this game. Got up 10. Um, so, I'm not surprised 
by any of that. I would say that I would be surprised if the Vikings won this game. I didn't see them getting out of the second round. I don't think any of the teams that they could have played, if any of the seeds were changed, I don't think they would eat any of the remaining teams in the playoffs. So. It would have been a stretch. That's, how, a stretch. I, that's how I felt, too. I didn't see him. I think Keenan makes a good point of their defense is just so bad that the Vikings have to play a perfect offensive game and get lucky to win because the other team is putting up 30 on them. So. Very true. Very true. Absolutely can move the ball the Vikes. But, yeah, I was more looking at it as an offensive talent standpoint. But you no, I know, are, what I know what you're saying. And you, correct, and you, you can have your points. No, and you can have that game. You can have that game. I mean, we saw Buffalo, Kansas City last year where – Defense didn't really matter. You saw, obviously, it yeah. came down to 13 seconds. Mahomes got them in field goal range, and then they get the ball first, and they score a touchdown. So, obviously, we've seen it before to where mm-hmm. offense can just be the only thing. So, it's not like you're wrong Even, in saying that. I just, I personally just couldn't see them getting there. But, obviously, we've seen crazier things happen. So. Even against the Bills this year, the Vikings, that was a high-scoring game. Neither defense really mattered. It came down to the end, and it was a high-scoring game. So that's exactly what they needed to win, I think, every single playoff game. So I think it would have just been a stretch to yeah, see to get it four. flip their way three three times and then be in the Super Bowl and win. Yeah. So. Let's go to uh, Cowboys-Bucks. Uh, man, look, I agonized over this on the last show, Cowboys-Bucks. <laughs> I went back and forth. And then Keenan can attest to this. I came to him on Saturday. Off the record, after we'd already made our picks and said, you know what? I really think the Cowboys are going to win on Monday. Now, the record won't show that because I did not say that on the record, but that's how I felt on Saturday. Exactly what I said on Friday, by the way. Like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change on this like three times before we even get to Monday. And sure enough, like, I mean, shit, if you've listened to the podcast, you know these last 18 weeks, I did nothing but hate on the Bucks. You know what I mean? I was never the guy who was like, yeah, they're going to come around because I just never saw it. This offense looked terrible most of the year. Brady looked un-Brady-like throughout most of the year. Uh, I definitely think he's taking a step back as far as being an elite quarterback. You know, I think he's in the next tier where if you put, same with Rodgers, that if you put talent around him, you know, they can elevate. But they can't elevate an average team to an elite team like, you know, maybe Mahomes can now, right? So uh, I was not surprised by the results. I wish it was a better game, but, you know, the Cowboys ran away with it. Cowboys probably feeling good going into this game against the Niners. Uh, That could go one or two ways, you know, and we'll talk about that once we get to these games. But are you guys impressed by the Cowboys, or do you guys think it's more so like they faced a a 7-1 team? Timmy, you go first. I think I'm more impressed with Dak Prescott. Um, I think I said it like every time we talked about this game. It is going to come down to Dak. If we get a good Dak, they win by a blowout. If we get a bad Dak, it's very close. Um, That's exactly what happened. Good Dak, it was a blowout. There it is, yeah. Um, I think most of the Cowboys are feeling pretty good about this game. I think maybe Brett Maher's not, but I think... Oh, boy. (laughs) I think uh, I think they're going to be confident. I just think that they're running into a juggernaut, and it's going to be tough. But I guess we're going to see. It's going to be close. I I 
pretty much concur with everything that you just said. This is a Dak Prescott moment. This is the best game he's played, especially in the playoffs since that Packers game where they went down big and then he came all the way mm-hmm. back and then Aaron Rodgers made that incredible throw. Mason Crosby hit two field goals in the last two minutes, but this is probably the best game. Honestly, you could probably argue, especially since they came out with the win in a hostile environment, not at home. This is probably the best game of his career. So, and it's good to see. And it's good to see, especially coming, I mean, as Kyle knows, coming off that Washington game, which honestly might have been the worst game of his career. So, that was going to say, he definitely. not silence, but definitely hushed a little bit of the doubters for him for the week because a lot of people were getting on him. A lot of people were picking the Bucs. And, I mean, as I did, I thought the Bucs were going to be able to pull it out. But Dak said no. And even when it was 24-8 to or 24-6 to and they didn't get that two-point conversion, I was like, okay, this is a spot where Tom typically gets some sort of turnover or some sort of something. And then they got to fourth down. Brett Maher's been missing. They go for it. CeeDee Lamb's wide open, and that's a ball game. Not that this game was ever really close, but it was just one of those things to where I was watching on the plane, and I was watch- I, I flew back while I was watching this game. Um, and I was listening with no sound, so I didn't couldn't hear anything. So I was just like my own thoughts. Didn't miss how- anything. I know, I was going to say, I was just listening. It was my own thoughts and my own process of what I was thinking how the game was going to go. And I was like, this right now feels like he's down and out. The Cowboys are going to do something stupid, and then Tom's going to go down and score and make this an interesting game. And then Dak just said, you know what, that's not, not happening. And then he just put it away. So good for him, good for the Cowboys. I'm really excited to see this, them play the 49ers. I think it would be in a better game than what the Bucks would have given them. I'm going to give you guys four rapid-fire questions okay. before we make our picks. Okay, got that? Sounds good. Where is Derek Carr starting next year? What team is Derek Carr on next year? All right, Tim, you go first. I think Derek Carr will be a New York Jet. And I think Zach Wilson will be on that team. He'll just sit behind. Kim, what about you? I was thinking actually semi the same thing. Um, but, yeah, I think he'll be a New York Jet. I actually think he'll be a New York Jet. If not, I think he could be a New York New England Patriot. Thank you that. Very, very interesting. Uh I don't necessarily see the Patriots, but I, I would have said the Jets too, actually. And if you would have asked me two or three weeks ago, I would have thrown the Giants in there. So I would have said either one of the New York teams. Uh, Jimmy G, where's Jimmy? What's up? Not anymore. Danny Dimes. That's it's Danny Dimes. That's team now. Man. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy G, where's Jimmy G quarterbacking next year? Uh, where's Jimmy I G? I think Jimmy G would be a Carolina Panther, and I think they trade up to get their quarterback. I think they give the house. I could see Gonka. I think they're the team that jumps to one to get. Oh, so you think they trade with it? Okay. Okay. So I see Jimmy G, because it's on brand with this team, I could see him being an Indianapolis Colt. 
That's very true. I, I could see just like a very on brand with their. We're gonna try to. We're in a win now mode. We're gonna take this veteran <laughs> quarterback who knows how to play well, and we're gonna just try to make it work. So I could see him. If he is not a 49er, which I would probably put more on the Colts and the 49ers, but he'd either be, I'd probably think he'll be a Colt. I've got a different idea on who the 49ers are this year, but keep going with the questions. I like it. Uh, yeah, I, Jimmy G, I could see him being in New Orleans next year. I could definitely see him being in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, I could even see him in New England. I could, see him back I, could, I could even see him, you could argue, in Tampa. I could see another team that's going to win now. I could, see him, I could see him in Tampa for sure. I could see him in Tampa. I don't see him as a Colt. I see them rebuilding, possibly. But I wouldn't be surprised at the Colts either. But I, I, hope think, they, I hope they don't. They shouldn't. But like I could just see them doing so. Never know. Never know. Uh, next, where will Tom Brady be quarterbacking next season? <sighs> I hope he's a New England Patriot, but I could see him as a San Francisco 49er or a Las Vegas Tom Raider. Brady, Tom Brady will be on the San Francisco 49ers next year. What's that, sir? 49ers. Yep. My gut says Vegas. That's what my gut says. Vegas says Vegas. They've got the odds on him going there. But yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to a team that get a good year or two out of I think they're going to win two Super Bowls with him there. Wow. That's uh, that's yep. forecasting. That's, oh. a, that's a Camden Dennis. That's, a, that's, that's some Cam, that's got some Camden to it. That's got some Keenan to it. That's got some Joe Basil to it. That's like, you, that went was, from the you went from not only him taking a spot of a possible NFC championship starter to a possible Super Bowl winner to now they're winning the next two with Brady. Uh, we'll hold that thought. Lamar, where's Lamar going? Um, so who was the first quarterback you said? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. And I said to the Jets. I could see Lamar being a Jet too. Though. I could see Lamar getting traded to the Jets. That's why I was thinking about that. I could see Lamar. Personally, I could. Yeah, go, go on. No, no, you go on, Tim. I'm still kind of mulling. I think at this point, I think Lamar's a Raven next year. But if he does somehow walk and they don't franchise tag him, I could see him going to Vegas. I think that would be a very intriguing move. They would give him the money. He wants. He wants fifty million plus, and I think every team that would give it to him. And I think that'd be an extremely interesting offense. So, all right. <laughs> so I could see with Lamar. Obviously, you got to trade him. I think someone like Detroit should reach out to him because I do. As I, as I think Jared Goff's good, I don't think he's a long term solution. But I could see that. And I could also see Seattle making a move for him. They've got capital. They've got the draft capital. They've got, they've got the draft capital. They got the coach. I understand. I think Geno has earned himself the opportunity to start somewhere. And I thought that that would be in Seattle. But I would definitely understand, too, if Seattle's like, okay, 
Lamar's out here. We can get a franchise quarterback. Put him with Pete Carroll. You've got Kenneth Walker. You've got DK. you got Tyler Lockett. He, you don't need the greatest offensive line with Lamar because he, because of his legs. That defense will get rolling even more. Jamal Adams will be back next year. I would, I could see Seattle making a move for him. I would argue that's number one of what you need with Lamar is the offensive line because you want it, you want a good versatile line as far as you know, like his running prowess and of course you know when he's in the pocket. Oh, of course you but, want that. I'm saying that if you, like while you're rebuilding that offensive line and make because every single quarterback in the world needs an offensive line if you're going to be successful. That's like the most important, never talked about position is the offensive line. But if you if there's a quarterback that you would want that doesn't have an offensive line that's great while you're trying to rebuild it, Lamar's going to be one of those guys at the top. So you think Lamar's a Seahawk next year? I Yeah, I'm going to say I'll go. I think Lamar's a Seahawk next year. I'm locking in. I think Lamar's a Raven next year. Um, but you can see him going somewhere else, getting traded. I think it'll be a dramatic offseason. I think we'll hear a lot of shit. Uh, gun to my head, though, I think he's a Raven. Gun to my head, I think he stays with the Ravens. And if it is an open sweepstakes, I have no idea truly where he would go. Seahawk, that's that's one I have. I didn't think of Seattle. That does make sense. I, you know, that seems like a Lamar team. I can see him meshing really well with the culture over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think I do think Gino will stay there. Um, I think he's definitely earned team. it. I don't like. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not trying to make it seem yeah. like he has, and I think he's definitely earned it. If they went with Geno for next year, I don't think that's stupid. Yeah, I, I'm more so basing it off that Geno had options this year, and decided to go back to Seattle and battle himself. And him and Pete, Pete Carroll seem to have a a good QB coach relationship. Now, if his asking price is too much, then you know obviously they move on. But you know, coming off the playoff season, I would assume you'd want to build on that. But who knows? Like you said, if Lamar does become you know, it's open that he's going to get traded and not coming back to the Ravens, then it's open season. Uh, Detroit, I personally couldn't see. And, I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm very surprised you said Jared Goff isn't the answer, given how he closed the season on such a win streak. And he's been to a Super Bowl. So I was kind of surprised you didn't say that. Uh, quick- I also was surprised with that because the organization has said that they view him as a solution for the next few years. Um, I don't think Alliance even think about going to get Lamar. I would. That's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't. I would too. See, I understand. <laughs> I understand that they have confidence in him. They went nine and eight this year. He had a very good season. But I also think I I just would I would do it. I would if I had the chance to go for someone like Lamar. I would do it. I That's do want to say this about both Gino and Goff. Uh, statistically, they were both top eight quarterbacks like they they far exceeded Rodgers and Brady this year you know what I mean so if you're going just by statistics I think everybody would take Brady and Rodgers before these guys but uh you know Goff and Geno they're right there with you know pretty much everybody else you know what I mean like as I mentioned last time Mahomes is pretty far ahead of the pack stats wise ahead of everybody passing wise but uh you know after that you know, you got Burrow and Allen, and then everyone else is kind of just in the mix there. And Geno and Goff were there for damn near every major uh, statistical category for passing. Same with uh, Kirk Cousins, but that's usually the case with Kirk. 
Uh, let me just throw this last one out there that where's Gino going before we get to these picks? I've already said I think he stays in Seattle. So where do y'all think he's going? If you I think he does, I think he stays in Seattle. I think they give him like a two or three year deal. With me, about you, with me thinking Lamar's going to Seattle. He's another one that I could see going. I could see him maybe going to a team like the Saints, going to a team like that. So I would say that as of right now, without doing too much thinking, because I had no obviously this, I had no idea this was coming. Uh, I would say probably the Saints. So a team that was okay. the team that can win, they get a better quarterback to play smart football. Okay. Almost want to throw a six at y'all just to make it, you know, even numbers here. But nobody's coming to my mind right now. Okay. Uh, or we can just say, I mean, you guys kind of, no, you already answered. Guys, we all think Derek Carr is going to the Jets. I was going to say, who's the Jets starting quarterback? But we all said Derek Carr. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no six quarterback coming to mind. So we'll just jump to these next this weekend's game, divisional round. Let's go AFC first all right instead of saturday sunday we'll go afc then nfc excuse me jaguars at the chiefs chiefs are an eight and a half point favorite as of today that line will probably move down a little bit i can see it going to seven and a half by uh saturday final score winner timmy who you got i think at that line i think the jags cover Mm -hmm. i got chiefs 31 Jags twenty three. Um, that covers it. Right? Yeah, that's eight points. Yeah, so that would cover. So I've got. I think this game could get ugly. Uh, Jags had a nice run, played a nice season. I but I've got KC winning this game. Maybe thirty five to twenty. Let me just say all four of these games are going to be wildly entertaining. And I think three of these games in particular are going to be amazing games. Chiefs-Jax is not one of those. I think it'll be an entertaining game most of the way, but I'm leaning more so towards Keenan. Uh, I could see a world where it's a one-score game or they get a cheap cover to where, like Timmy said, it's an eight-point game. I'm right in the middle of both of you. I think it's a 10-point game, 31-21. Uh, I think the Jags will be in it in the first half, and I think the Chiefs kind of pull away. Overall, I think it'll be an entertaining game, two offensive teams. And, uh, you know, we'll see a lot of cool deep plays, a lot of fun plays, not a lot of defense. But I do think you know, Lawrence can throw you a couple. He hasn't he looked good in the second half last week, but, man, that first half coupled with that Titans game before, it's been really shaky for him. And, uh yeah, 31-21, Chiefs. Okay. Uh, next game was uh, Giants visiting Philly. Oh, no, no. We're going AFC first. Oh, you're, oh you're, no, I wasn't <laughs> sorry. I wasn't sure if you are going in the line of the games. No, no, no. AFC first. We're going AFC, then NFC. AFC, Bills, or sorry, Bengals at Bills. Bills are five-and-a-half point favorite. Man, I'm surprised it's not just straight up three. That's a... That's a crazy line, actually. I would imagine this would be down to four. I can't believe that's not a three-point line. I do not think the Bills are five and a half points better than the Bengals. But 
who you got in this game. Timmy, you go. I think go. I want to go last. I think I oh, you want to go last? last? Okay. Requesting well, last. All right. Okay. Well, because my... I think I'm going to make this an interesting one, I think. So go ahead. Go ahead. Well, my my prediction isn't any different than it was pre-playoffs. I had the Bengals over the Bills since going to KC, and I now still have the Bengals 34-31 over the Bills going to KC. All right, so this is obviously the game that, you know, the horrific DeMar Hamlin accident incident happened. You know, we said the Bills did not look great last week. The Bengals didn't look particularly great last week. No. Um, I think there's no way in hell the Bills lose this game. DeMar Hamlin's likely going to be in the building. That alone is going to take this game over the top. I truly believe that. Uh, it'll be a close one. I'm thinking 28-24. Here I'm talking about it should have been a three-point line, and I got the got the Bills <laughs> winning by four. But, no, I do think it'll be a one-score game, close game, borderline field goal game, but I do think the Bills pull it out. I would be – I don't think there's any world for the Bengals win this game, just as far as the emotional factor. Had that never happened, this is the matchup, maybe i pick differently. But I can't imagine Hamlin shows up against the team that, you know, the event happened and the Bills lose the game. I can't imagine it. I can't. And if if that was the case and they happen to lose by a field goal or by a missed field goal, man, this Bills team truly would be cursed. Because, no, I can't imagine it. I got the Bills winning. Not going to lie, I thought Keenan was going to pick the Bills and I thought I was going to be the lone Bengal fan here. That's why I wanted to go last. Keenan, you shocked me. Well, I don't know why I shocked um, you. I've been on the Bengals for a while. <laughs> you might as well be called I guess I don't, Burrow on some days, you know? So. <laughs> I guess I don't listen to the podcast enough. Wow. <laughs> he did. I will say Keenan did have the Ravens going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl over, you know, to get to the Super Bowl over the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. So he did. He now, was more Lamar than Burrow. Well, no, I'm an objective guy. I, th- I think what I think, but I mean, <laughs> I just, I just now, I think that the Bengals are have a little bit too much, and Josh Allen's more turnover prone, and it's just going to come down to Burrow being a little better than Josh Allen. I, I, I if agree. He has time. I think if he has time, I think this is the game that really starts to let people know that Joe Burrow is better than Josh Allen, I think. Um, I, I think their offense is just better. I think I'm going to take the Bengals 27 against Bills 24. I think it's going to be very close. So we're all in the same ballpark. Kim, what was your final score again? 34-31. And so we all got one score close games. My favorite game of the weekend, Tim, your time to shine here, kid. Uh, Giants at Eagles. Eagles is going to be a kid. Seven and a half point favorite. The Dogs. I think that's going to be a six point line, maybe six and a half point line by the time kickoff happens. Uh, this is my favorite game of the weekend. Giants and Eagles is an insane rivalry, turnpike rivalry. They won't even need to fly to this game. Uh, Giants fans will be heavy in the building as well. This is going to be a just a hard-hitting NFC East battle, you know? Eagles did not look great to close the season. Granted, you know, 
definitely the superior talented team here. I don't think you can really take too much of the week 18 game away because the Giants had nothing to play for. Uh, the Eagles were definitely not trying to show too much. Um, that being said, I think Dable is, you could argue he's the best coach just today, right? Andy Reid's probably the best coach overall, but Dable might be doing the best job with his team today over anybody. Uh, they're playing with house money. As we mentioned earlier, we alluded to it, three divisional games. It's going to be insanity. So I cannot wait for this game. It's my game of the weekend. Would not be surprised at all to see the Giants win this game. Would not be shocked. Would not be shocked if we're sitting here this time next week talking about Giants versus whoever in the NFC Championship. However, I'm going with the Eagles. 24-21 Philly. All right, Tim, I'll let you get the floor. Um, I think this is going to be a game similar to Ravens-Bengals, where divisional, it's not necessarily a high-scoring game. I don't think they win on a defensive touchdown like that. But I'm taking my Giants 19-14. to 14. Whoa, 14 points. Mm-hmm. 14 points. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's going to be a bad one. <laughs> he's talking about 40-60 this whole time. Then he come, Then he's saying, oh, they're going to score only two touchdowns. Like, who knows? Maybe one of those touchdowns. Maybe one of those touchdowns comes via defense or special teams. So maybe they're really holding the oh, yeah. seven here. Wow, 19-14. I was not expecting you to go there. Keenan, what you got? So as much as I would love to pick the Giants in this game, <laughs> as much as I would love to pick the Giants in this game, I I can't. Again, my my bracket, I'm staying the same to it. I believed it before. Nothing's changed me on this Eagles team. I think they're very good. I think they're going to win. This game will be a close first half. Second half, they'll kind of pull away. It'll be like a 30-21 to 21 game. Hmm. That's very true. We could be talking all this, like how good of a game it's going to be. It could very well be 38 to 5 Eagles. So who the hell knows? <laughs> uh, but I do think it's going to be an insane game, and I cannot wait for it at all. Uh, Niners Cowboys, last game of the weekend. It is Niners, three and a half point favorites at home. Cowboys coming to them. Cowboys, the hot team right now after uh, their blowout of the Bucks. Could be fool's gold. Uh, I think, I was telling Tim this, I believe yesterday we were talking. This game, because it's such a legacy matchup of the United Cowboys, I have this feeling it's going to be very similar to where, to the Dez catch game. Cowboys at Packers. I don't know what season this was. Maybe it was 2014. I don't remember. 2014. Cowboys went 12 and 4. Oh, you're... I uh, I see a similar game. I see it. You know, I think everyone's going to be saying the same thing here. Yeah, the Cowboys could win. Yeah, the Cowboys could play them close. But they could also, like we said, back it out a terrible game. And it could be 30 to 14 matters. Right? Uh, I do think they're going to put the fear of God a little bit into the Niners. Just a little bit. I think we're going to have to see a little more out of Purdy this game. Uh. I think that pass rush is going to get to him. 
think the I think Dak's going to continue this streak. He's got an audio. He might throw you one or two, but I think overall he will keep them in the game. And uh, I think it's going to be one we remember. And I think whether it's a turnover, whether it's a a, a terrible penalty, because the refs have not been great to end the season nor in this postseason already. Uh, I think we are headed towards a controversial game. I really do. Because, um, I mean, shit, by the way, Brock Purdy's playing with house money, but man, if he's down 10 here, it's possible. If he's down 10 and Micah and the crew is getting to him and he's, maybe he throws a pick early on, who knows where this game could go? Grand, I mean, like we said, the Niners are the most talented team by far. I don't think they're ever going to be out of this game. But I do think the Cowboys will strike fear in them. And I think there's a world we're talking on Monday. Like, damn, the Cowboys would have had this game if, if this didn't happen. You know what I mean? It's got to be something's going to happen to where we're looking back like, shit. I don't know what the fuck happened there, but NFL playoffs. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's where I'm at with this game. I don't okay. know why I have that feeling, but that's where I'm at. Uh, what is I your score? The final score. <laughs> 2317 is what I'm feeling. Nice. All right, Timmy, what you got? I like that line, 23-17. And what, um, what, speaking of, what is the line for this game? Three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to get out here with the guarantees, uh, but I'm really feeling that the 49ers are going to score a defensive touchdown in this game. And I think that's going to sway this game. Um, so I think it's going to be a one-score game. And then Cowboys need to score. And I think the Niners will score a defensive touchdown to take a 27-17 to 17 lead. And I think that's how they win it. Good call. Good call. 27-17, 49ers. And I like this game a lot. This game's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Um, I don't think Dak's going to really turn the ball over all that much. Um, say before this season, Dak really wasn't known as being a turnover-prone guy. Like That wasn't ever the thing on Dak. So I think he just went through a bad little stretch of games. But as I've already talked about, the 49ers are too good. Uh, I've got the 49ers winning this game 28-24. I mean, we're projecting some of the best playoffs in a long time. Oh, no these, I, mean, I think this is going to be an excellent weekend of football. I really do. I, I think, think this possibly – oh, this could be maybe the best weekend of the playoffs, possibly. I mean, obviously – a lot of great matchups. I was going to say, obviously – Sunday always produces some crazy. Of course. But I think I think top to bottom, having these four games, I would have rather been charged with Chiefs. I think if it had been charged with Chiefs, we would have had – Four, four amazing games. Uh, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. It still could be with the Jags. We really don't know. Uh, Doug Peterson, by the way, disciple of Andy Reid. So that's going to be interesting to look for. Maybe he's got a little inside information there. So maybe the defense performed a little better against the Chiefs. But, yeah, that game's kind of hit or miss. And really, I think we're all giving the Giants-Eagles game a lot of credit. Like I said, that one could very well descend the blowout. I don't think it will. I really don't. But it's got potential. But... I think the Cowboys Niners will be a really good game, sneaky good game even. And uh, and I don't know who. I mean, wouldn't it be wild if we're here next week and we're talking about the Cowboys 
facing Philly, and we got another NFC. Listen, if, if the Cowboys, you know, it's, it's not out of the realm here at all. You know what I mean? If the Cowboys win this next game. They're going to be happy because regardless if it's the Giants or it's the Eagles, it's a division opponent that they've already beat this year. So, like... I mean, they lost to the Eagles. I mean, they lost to the Eagles. They beat the Eagles. I was going to say, they lost without Dak. They beat them without Jalen. So, I mean, obviously, but they did. So, it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. But if, if I'm Dallas... Obviously, you need to get to the championship. You need to win it, obviously. But this is, I think, could be their toughest matchup of the road. So if if that's if that's the road to the Super Bowl, if they get there, obviously. But we don't know. Tim, give me one bold prediction for the rest of the postseason. Bold prediction for the rest of the postseason. Could be any team. Could be any players. Anything you got. That's tough, man. Throw me <laughs> on a spot like this. All right, here's here, here's a bold prediction. Joe Burrow, Super Bowl MVP. There you go. Oh, that was so. That was wow. That was bold. That's jumping. That boy gave us something. That was like the safest take you could have taken, right there. What? I don't know many people that are putting the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I really don't. Plus, I don't know many people picking the AFC to win the Super Bowl. Oh, I think the sure. I. Uh, but I'm saying, like, I mean, if the Bengals were to win, you'd probably have Burrow as your MVP. You'd probably say that about the Rams last year with Matt Stafford, though, right? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I thought Cooper Cup should have got league MVP. That's fair. So I wasn't too surprised by the the MVP. Or who did get the? Was it? Was it Cup or Donald? I don't know. And it should have been Donald. It should have been Donald. But Cup got it. It should have been Donald, in my personal opinion. Yeah. yeah. I mean, either way, look, we're going to get a great Super Bowl matchup. Uh, would it be insane? I mean, hey, you could have said Daniel Jones, Super Bowl MVP, or Saquon, Super Bowl MVP. You got him in the NFC Championship game. Who, do you, who would you rather see, Cowboys or Niners. the Niners? Niners. You'd rather see the Niners? The history between the two teams, I'd rather see the Niners. Hundred percent. I, I, I don't think the, almost, I kind of almost agree with you. If I'm looking at it from a Giants point of view, I'd almost I, want the rookie QB. You know, Great, yeah, there's a I lot don't of think talent. The, I don't think but the Giants again, the Cowboys, have beat the Cowboys, Cowboys in five years. I think is the stat. Just in the regular season, they haven't beat them. So I don't know. Yeah, Cowboys know something that the Giants don't. So Kyle, do you have a bold prediction? Didn't we give bold predictions before the postseason? Did we do that? No. Uh, we did not? Oh, shit. Do you have one bold right now? Oh, my God. Isn't it so fun to be on the spot, Kyle? Come on. I want to give one, but I can't because I don't think it would line up with my score. Um, so I'll that's say... Why it's, that's why it's bold. Hmm, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. All right, I, I'll give you. You got I'll one. I'll give you a bold one. I'll give you a bold one. Uh, Saquon Barkley almost three times this weekend. That's oh. gonna be bold. Oh. That's bold. Okay. Bold. If you said Daniel Jones fumbles three times, I would see it. I wanted to say Mahomes throws for six touchdowns this weekend. That would not add up. 
with the score I had. And <laughs> I didn't want to say next weekend either because that would almost be me putting the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but possibly not. I mean, I guess you could throw six touchdowns and lose, but so I'm not going to go with Mahomes with the high touchdown total. I'm going to go with Saquon fumbling away the game this weekend, but, but still only losing by three. So, Damn. Okay. So uh, I got Brock Purdy does not throw an incompletion until the third quarter. Of this week's game? Of this skates game. Alright. Not bad. Not bad. Uh while we're here. I mean this will be we're gonna go pretty quickly here coming on midnight, but uh Either one of you got a bold NBA take for me. Just like could be a crazy game, could be it doesn't you know what it doesn't even have to be NBA. Anything. Anything at all. Sports, entertainment. Uh you shit, you can throw me an MLB take if that's up your alley. I don't care. Throw me something. Doesn't have to be NBA. I got, I got nothing. Nothing to I don't have anything right now. Honestly, at all, uh, there's no, there's nothing really too bold in my head right now. I, I, I do want to say, say this. Go ahead, go ahead. I'll go quickly, and then we can go. Uh, I do think a star NBA player, star NBA player, will get traded. Do you have one in mind? Do not have one, but I do. I do think a star, a quality player, will get traded. happens okay that's it (laughs) in the in the nfl so i think this weekend no matter what the outcome we will see the true brock Purdy. if he's good or if he's bad i think we will see it this weekend i still think they're gonna win no matter how he plays okay it seems like it seems like not a lot of people are in dallas at all um, I'm not gonna lie to you. There's a small part of me that wants to pick Dallas, but I just think the 49ers are too good, and I, and I'm one of the guys. What's the, what's the small part of you? What's the small? What do you mean? What's the small part of me? Like what part of? Like uh, what, like, what angle do you see the Cowboys winning? This if the if, okay, so if the Cowboys win this weekend, it's Dak plays another great game. You need. I think with the I think with the 49ers you need two things that are like a little bit shocking special or just something special. So I think defensively Micah would have to have a better game than Nick Bosa has, which is saying a lot. I think you'd have to get at least one turnover out of Micah and you'd have to get a couple sacks and pressures. So he has to ha- he has to ball out if they're going to win. And then I think Tony Pollard's one thing, but I think you might need a Zeke resurgent game. Like, you might need a big, because the thing with the 49ers is they're tough against the run. You don't run on them, really. You can throw a little bit, but you can't run on them. So I think Zeke would have to have maybe a vintage 95-plus yard game, because 95 for him would only be on, like, 16 carries. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you the same question I asked him a week ago. Well. Percentage chance do you give the Cowboys in this game? 25. 25? 25. 25. 
Yeah. You can give him a fifty percent. You can give him a thirty percent chance in this game. Kyle's not happy with any percentages you give him, Keenan. Twenty-five. I mean, I would, I would give the Cowboys at least a forty-five percent chance in this game. I don't think this is a pick'em. The four, a forty-five would be a leaning towards a pick'em, and I'm a forty-five would be leaning towards like what the line is, which is three, three and a half. Yeah, I know, which is kind of leaning towards a pick'em. I, I don't think that. I would say one is more leaning towards a pick'em, but. Well, I mean, you I naturally mean, give the you naturally I mean, give the, Cow- the three at the home Cowboys, for line wise. The Cowboys, they were a twelve win team. I know when the Vikings were a thirteen win team. I mean, I just don't. <laughs> right. Well, they had they had the point differential thing. There was things pointing towards them being fraudulent, and I definitely thought the Cowboys were fraudulent this, after this, that Week eighteen game. That was more personal frustration. But this has nothing I, to do with like, how bad I think the Cowboys are. This is just how this has to do with how good I think the Forty ers are. This has not like I agree with you. I think I think the Niners are amazing. I mean, they. I've been on the Niners probably since week three. I was saying they were they were an elite team. Yeah, they've been, uh, they're great. I just if I'm if I'm looking at this from a Cowboys fan point of view, I'm looking at it saying, and really any team left in the NFC, I'm saying we got a rookie QB here who has yet to have a bad game. Why not us with this Alicia's pass rush? Why not us with this athletic secondary? Oh, of course uh, they should feel like they can go in there and win. We got a, line, we got a good linebacker core here. Uh, you know, that alone, when you got a good pass rush, you combine that going against a rookie QB, granted it's a quick passing offense, and I got to give the Cowboys better than a 25% chance with that pass rush. See, of course, I got the Cowboys to go in there with thinking they can win 100%. I don't, I don't think that at all. It's not they should go in there like, ah, man, we're going to, this is going to be really, really tough. Like, no, they definitely, Micah should go in there feeling like I am the best defensive player on the field. CD should go in there feeling like I'm better than Debo at wide receiver. Dak, no, Dak should feel I'm better than Brock Purdy. Obviously, the rushing attack could even feel like, okay, us as a rushing attack might be better than Christian McCaffrey, not individual, but us together. So, like, Do you the, think there's a better chance of it being a blowout than a close game, though? If I had to lean one way, if I mean, I think I have it a close game. I have a 28-24. So I don't say that. I just think that the, I don't see the 49ers losing. So in my personal opinion, I would give the Niners a 75% chance to win. Right. But if I'm just saying, if you gave a 75, though, that would, that would mean you'd have, have more possibility of them winning in any sort of fashion, blow yeah, out. They could, yeah, I could see them blowing them out. I just, I don't, okay. I wouldn't predict it, but I could see them blowing them out. I could see this game. You have a couple Dak turnovers. You have a defensive touchdown. They get down early, and then Brock Purdy, the the pressure off of Brock Purdy just completely releases. They get to play free, and they go from there. I could see that easy. All right, and then, you know, I should have asked this when we were talking about the game, but Tim, Give me the game plan here for the Giants Eagles. You said it was going to be a defensive battle, maybe a defensive touchdown, but how do you go from forty percent to nineteen fourteen? You know, Keenan actually almost swayed me to change my percentage line when he said, you know, they've already played twice, so technically two of those games are already out the window. However, here's what's gonna happen, right? The Giants are going to control the clock in this game. Sure. The whole game. It's going to be like they're going to out time them by like double. It's going to be crazy. And then that's it. They're just going to score when they need to. And then every, like, I could see 
the Eagles really only having a couple uh, pumps or turnovers, as you made, but you know they're going to get theirs. They're just not going to have the time to come and put up 35. Just how it's going to go. And let's say the Eagles do get to 28. Let's say, say they get four scores. Mm-hmm. Can the Giants keep up with that? Yes. Right, Kim, same, question, same question to you, Keenan. If the Niners get to 35, 38, can the Cowboys keep up with that? The Cowboys, I feel, are going to... I feel the Cowboys would rather... Yeah, I think they can. I don't think they will. But I think if the Cowboys are going to win this game, it has to be high scoring. I don't see them winning a, a low scoring game. I think I if, if, it's a, if it's low scoring, the Niners are going to love that. Yeah, no, I was going to say definitely because that just that brings it down to even rushing. I mean, not the Cowboys can't. The Cowboys are a very good team, and they can win in different ways because they do have a rushing attack. They do have a good quarterback. They... So they, I'm not trying to make it. They just ran into the wrong team. If they were playing the Eagles, I would have them beating the Eagles. I just think that the 49ers are the best team in the NFC and arguably in the NFL. It really just depends on their matchup and who they play. But I, they, I'm good. but the Cowboys definitely could score. They, it'd be tough to score that much on the 49ers. But I think that the Cowboys could possibly do it. I mean, Jared Stidham did put up 34, but obviously everyone has a fluke game. I'll say this. If you want a bold prediction, I, I just gave you Saquon three fumbles. That was kind of just off the cuff. But I kind of alluded to it. I think three of these games are going to be great. I'm going to give it a stand. I'm going to say three for sure. Those three matchups that stick out to me, Bengals-Bills and uh, the two NFC games. We get three classic playoff games this weekend. Okay. Put a stamp on it. Three classics I, and one good game. If I had to put a stamp on the classic, it would be Buffalo uh, Cincy. That game has classic written all over it. Mm-hmm. I think classic, according to Cowboys, has written all over it. But I think of for one to remember, Bengals, Bills, yeah. Awesome. Kim, we'll have to have you back on possibly next week to uh, review these divisional games. At some uh, point, I'm lot. either going to be through the roof or in my feels, you know? <laughs> That's true. We could have a live reaction to uh, <laughs> the Giants, <laughs> Eagles. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? This was a lot of fun, fellas. Uh, we're going to get out of here. It was great talking to y'all. Any final parting thoughts? Let's go sports. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Let's go sports. Let's go Keenan, sports. Where are, we, where are we drafting next year? I don't know. Man, I don't know. It sounds like Boston. Thought we were doing a cruise, and <laughs> all of a sudden, like Ira was like, "No, we're not doing a cruise." Yeah, no, I'm, our whole entire our whole entire league's not with it, so it sounds probably like Boston. Boston. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with yeah, that. Yeah. What What are you shocked I mean, about? What? I don't know. Boston is kind of random. I mean, I guess it's not because a lot of your leagues in New England, but I figured you would have done Florida again and a cruise. A cruise. A fantasy cruise that would be electric, yeah. <laughs> that would be interesting. The amount of alcohol that would be in people's systems during that draft that could lead to some crazy trades. That could lead to some crazy drafting period. Uh, you know, I'm not in this league. I hope to be in this league, but let me put my vote down right now. Cruise draft. I'm with it. I'm there. <laughs> that reminds me, Keenan. If if we were to expand. 
into 12 man territory. Yeah. How would we vote on that? We'd have to do uh, that before the draft. Oh yeah, we'd have, we'd do it like during the summer prior. I mean, we we'd, yeah. we'd have to do it relatively soon because if we are yeah. planning on going somewhere, we'd have to add them into it. Honestly, it it would be basically an argument for the twelfth spot because Shannon's solidified at the eleven. Like there, he's yeah. already been to two drafts. Like, he, well, we can't just do an eleven man. No, no, I'm saying 12th, like so. the eleventh is solidified. So Kyle would be fighting for that twelfth spot who's, with anybody who's my else. Competition. Yeah, uh, I, don't know I know Ira brought up somebody. Uh, I can't fully remember the name, but Ira had brought up well, somebody just in case. But it's uh, the fact that you can't bring up the name probably solidifies my vote for Kyle. Yeah, but no, I'm not. Are you, I'm, part, are you part commission? Are you part commission? Um, yeah, I'm co commission. Yeah. Oh, come on, come on, come on now. Nepotism. I'm, listen, Kyle, I'm, Kyle, I'm not. <laughs> as a commissioner, I'm a fair guy. I'm. Re- I'm the guy that I'm the guy that Timmy and Camden are pleading to be like the full commissioner and not having a co. So I'm not gonna just throw it. I mean, obviously, I I would my vote would be for you. I mean, look, all I know is we had Joe DiZazzo in the building this weekend when we were watching the games, and you know I got information that the group chat can be pretty explosive. Uh, that's my game. <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys want to. You guys want to add some smoke to your league? I'll add the boy. All right. But, you know, if there is another person out there challenging to be the 12th spot, I mean, we can settle it via one-on-one. Uh, we can settle it via a game of Madden. We can settle it half where we need to settle it. But I need to get that 12th spot. I'm, I'm ready to win. Well, I want to bring chaos to this league. <laughs> I'm ready to light up the group chat, like, Whatever it is I got to do, like, I'm there. Because, yeah, okay. you tell me there might be, like, there's talk about a cruise destination draft. Nah, that's my shit. I'm, All right, Kyle, I'm so going gonna, gonna to let my you know. Pitch. That's my pitch for right now. I got more pitches later, probably. But, hey, I'm going to let you know right now, Kyle. Entertaining, it's going to be more entertaining than me and Shannon. Sure. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know right now. Obviously, Shannon wouldn't have a vote in this because he'd be part of the inauguration. So I could tell you exactly how this would be voted already. Timmy, would I do sit- want an in- I do want an introduction ceremony for me and Shannon too. You would oh, have you would have. Well, I mean, we have an introduction ceremony for the for the trophy. Uh, we have league rules. We have. Uh, we, Kyle, this is not just like this is a lifestyle. This isn't just something That's you jump into. Like you're gonna be. Obviously, after year one, you're going to be in the fantasy all-time rankings. I have to update that soon, but I'll update that. Uh, anyways, I'm going to... I just I'm, want a rival who I can fight. Like, I want I want to take it to that next level. Like, as you said, oh, it gets pretty personal. Like, I want to make it even more personal. Well, your, like, your rival, no, if you had someone, guy, it'd, probably be be Ira. <laughs> it'd probably be Ira. It'd probably be Ira, because me and Camden are, un- are clearly rivals, as this team was, I'm better than Keenan for, like, three years. So, me, yeah. and, me and Camden are already rivals. Timmy and Ira have a little bit of a love-hate relationship, more of the hate than the love. You've got Joe DiZazzo, who pisses people off here from time to time. <laughs> yeah, like, you've got, it sounds like there's, like, built-in rivalries. You've got, you do, I mean... I mean, you pretty much have some rivalries. People, do, Timmy and Ira are probably the two most disliked people in this league throughout. So you have like <laughs> Timmy. I mean, Ira is kind Tim, of Roger are, like, Cadell. Where, where does this dislike come from, Tim? He says just sometimes Timmy says stupid stuff and it on, pisses on, people hold on, hold on, off. Hold on, hold on, Tim. I want to hear from Tim. You got the you got the right to represent yourself here to defend yourself. What what makes you one of the most hated? 
I heard this over the weekend. I was surprised. I'm like, damn. I'm I'm a wholehearted guy. I don't know what they're all. I think they're just jealous, probably. You have a flock of haters in the sleeve, is what you're saying. Were we calling it a flock? I think I've been friends with mostly everybody in this league. Okay, no, I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to explain here. Um, I don't (laughs) think I don't think Timmy's a hated guy. I think like Timmy's not a guy who is hated, but I think throughout the league, I argue with the most people in the league. Yeah, not not to my point. You're the most like. You argue with Ira, and Ira, you piss Ira off. I know you sometimes yep. you piss Tyler off. You still know sometimes yep. you piss Austin off. Um, yep. And then here's the thing. Jared, Jared, Justin, and Joey are three people who you can't even, like, consider boy, because they yeah. just Jared, don't Justin, have Joey's opinions. Boy, <laughs> they just don't. <laughs> you got the three. You got J3, <laughs> 3J. But they're just, they're not even, like, their opinions <laughs> kind of not there. And then you've got me, who I just – no one pisses me off. Joe DeZazzo, <laughs> who sometimes gets oh. upset with you. So that's literally oh, 40%. Yeah. And then Camden's always with you. You've got 40% of the league that would be – that's a, that's a tough percentage. It's 40% of the league that's tough against you. That's actually really 44 because you can't count yourself. So that's four-ninths of the league. That's, that's 44%. As much as those people would argue with me, I think they'd argue with Camden just as much. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> but I but here's the thing. I think that at the end of the day, they just feel like Camden's a little bit nicer of a person than you. So they so just true. so they I was gonna say so they would just if they had to. It's like Camden's a fine guy. Just sometimes his takes are annoying. But like you know, every year when it's like okay, let, we're talking about rules. Timmy, we're like, God, what's Timmy going to say? What's Camden going to say? And you, you see it on their faces when you're like, oh, uh, guys, well, I got something here uh, that I'm going to oh, run by you. Like, that's a great, uh, uh, that's, a, that's a 10 impression right there. So that's like, an interesting one. You know, right? Like, I would be a little offended <laughs> if I was Tim. I don't know. But if, if, you're, telling, if you're telling me uh, this league's very easily provoked when it comes to argument, I mean... Look, if we did 2K badges, or I don't know, I haven't played Madden in a while. If Madden has badges, <laughs> no. but no. argument provoker, that like I got a Hall of Fame badge in that shit. So I mean, <laughs> hey, all I'm saying is y'all got the number. Give me a call. Put me in the league. Keenan was Keenan was gonna explain how the voting process was going down. I, I he started saying it. So essentially, Timmy would vote you, Camden would vote you, I would vote you, Joe Dezaz would vote you, so that's four. Awesome would vote you, that's five. Honestly, I don't even think there would be a process, because once it comes down yeah, to that, five off the <laughs> that's five already, and then Joey, Justin are easily persuaded. They would see us five, and they know of you, so they'd be fine with it. If not, say both of them don't. Jared knows you, because you're my brother obviously and he knows of you so jared six that's the majority tyler lamore would vote for you that's seven and then ira would be the other one there's really gonna be no objection to you being in the league unless someone brings up like i don't i really don't even know a name that they could bring up that would make sense until people find out about my checkered past and uh you know everyone gets a hold of it and then i get immediately 
Kyle, there is a 0% chance, and I mean a 0% chance, you would ever be the worst person we've led into this league. <laughs> we let a girl named Chelsea. We let there was a, there was dark times in this league. We let a girl named Chelsea in. That was Ira's girlfriend at the time. She sucked. She managed to be in the league for two years and already be the worst manager for one of the two years and have the worst record for the other one of the two years. She sucked. Her brother or her cousin came in for half the season because Austin quit mid year through mid year three. They made he a quit? couple. Yeah, okay. They made trades. Is that like, possible? Yeah, he quit mid league. <laughs> Kyle, I'm telling you, the, the first he was like. Allowed back in league. Yeah, I'm telling you, the first four years oh, of this man. league part of it, it got dark. It wasn't what great. Did, I mean, what did Austin do to quit the league? Oh, and he come got. Back. He got. Him and Ira used to butt head so much that like him and Ira got into an argument and then Austin just said I'm done and then he quit the league. So midway through the year, we needed to fill his spot. Chelsea had like her cousin come in and then made a huge trade with Chelsea which gave him which gave Chelsea Megatron and then Ira was in playoff contention, and that was when Megatron had the huge game on Thanksgiving, which knocked him out of playoff contention. He was pissed off. Then we had Curtis almost storm out of this. We had Curtis storm out of this league because we did this keeper league one year, and then we ended up cutting off the keeper league because what Curtis did was Curtis just traded his players halfway through the season when he thought he was going to lose and stock. He, he stockpiled. Picks. So it was Curtis coming into the next draft had like seven of it. the first ten picks, and we were yeah. like, and here the thing about it was, That's we hilarious. the thing about it was we specifically said in the group there is That's no awesome. trading for picks for next season. He did it and anyway, did it. and so then when we called him out on it, he was like, I'm out because him and I were butt- butted heads too. So like, I mean, I will say this. I will say this in in uh, Curtis's defense. Uh, the other people had to make the trade for it. You know what I mean? They had to give up the pick. So it ain't oh, completely his well, fault. Well, no, it's not completely his fault either. That's but like, But he just, he got thoroughly upset. And then from there, <laughs> it was just done. So, like, our league has been a wild, some wild times. And I feel that you would have fun in our league. It's definitely in a much better place than it was, but there was a, there was a time where this league almost got disbanded. And then Austin and I were talking, we did the uh, destination draft and just turned everything around. I will say, uh, you know, as I mentioned on this podcast, this was my first year doing fantasy football. Our league was not nearly as dysfunctional, dysfunctional as this. I mean, we're the Uh, league of dysfunctions, our name. That's, oh, wow, that's, that's our league that name. That's very fitting. That's very fitting. And we spelled uh, dysfunction with an I instead of a Y because it literally just shows the dysfunction. That's just like, the name of our league. Listen, it'll be cool to have the balance. If I am, in fact, in this league, it'll be cool to have the balance of, uh, you know, a really cool competitive. We got trash talk, but for the most part, there's no, like, there's no controversial anything that happened this year. I think the trade trade deadline got moved up by a week. Mm-hmm. And all of us realized it pretty late, but it kind of came and went, and we we're like, whatever. And I don't think any trades were made this season, which is weird, but it was a great season. Uh, got, had an undefeated guy in our season. Crazy. 
so to have that balance with uh, the league of dysfunction in in all phases, by the sounds of it, is it it's dysfunctional? I can't wait. Uh, my dream scenario will just say this: cruise destination draft. Uh, obviously, tons of free alcohol. If you get the alcohol bag, right? so you know you have that going. Dream scenario. Uh, this would obviously be like terrible because you know who knows what happens. But someone gets thrown overboard out of the cruise, <laughs> and he has to be retrieved. That would be whoever it is. It would be Camden. Me. Might be myself. It would be, be Camden. It would either be Camden or me. I could see myself totally getting thrown overboard. Who would throw you overboard? You said completely. Do, so you, get out, do you get under anyone's skin? Um, I don't get under yeah, anyone's. I don't get under anyone's skin. I could just see myself getting just. Just having fun, and then they're just like, you know what? We're just gonna eat this guy right over the top. <laughs> just, just like he's just gone. I don't know whose idea of so fun could, that is. Uh, I could see Camden falling overboard. Oh man, can a drunk Camden? Down. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. True. This is there is an age gap between me and like the rest of the league. So, you, like, I mean, you and Joe disaster. Some of y'all would be like babysitting. Uh, Trey Joe, yeah, Joe and Shannon are my age, but some of you guys drunk would be like babysitting. Nah, nah. I'm hoping not anyway. No, it was fine. Camden's Camden, though. By the, by the sounds of it, some of you guys get drunk, it would be like a freaking bloody ass fight, maybe, or at least a screaming match. I don't know. Did don't you? Know, uh, did Keenan tell you about our neighbor down in Florida for that weekend? I think I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were. They were heavily complaining about y'all. Just one. Just one of the eight houses around us. <laughs> just one of them. <laughs> Only one had a problem with it. And I don't think it was necessarily, like, us specifically. I think he was just pissed that, like, this Airbnb gets rented out every single weekend to a group of ten people. That's so, a rough uh, life of to course, be. it's going to be loud. That's a rough life to live. I would, I would agree with that, I guess, with that person. But, you know, you get what you signed up for at the end of the day. I guess. But, uh, hey, I got to get out of here. This was the Warner Brothers podcast. Great talking to y'all. Tim, you working tomorrow? Uh, no, but I'll be on campus later All right, today. So I, I might run into you. Who knows? Keenan, great talking to you. Good talking to you talk, as well. We will talk this weekend. We will, uh, I don't know what day we will be back, but we will, in fact, be back given our, you know, <laughs> extraordinary circumstances. So we'll be back. Maybe Tim will be back. Great talking to each one of you. Uh, Enjoy the games this weekend. Everyone be safe. Peace. Peace.